here's a great way to listen to Ask Me Another on your commute or while making dinner, NPR One. It's an app for your phone, kind of like Pandora, but for public radio, and it's full of news, podcasts, including Ask Me Another. So whenever you're ready to listen, NPR One has something great just for you. Find it in your app store, NPR One. From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from the War Memorial Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton, and now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan. It is so great to be here in Nashville, and we have a wonderful show for you. Four brilliant contestants are backstage working on their demo tapes, waiting to play our nerdy games. But only one will be our big winner, and we have two special guests, country music superstar Martina McBride and... And someone who plays a country music superstar on the series Nashville, Connie Britton. Now, I'm sure you're all familiar with that old joke, what happens when you play a country song backwards? You get your wife, your truck, and your dog back. Obviously, that is not true, but what is true is if you play our show backwards, you get your dignity, your Prius, and your pants back. (laughs) Let's get things started and meet our first two contestants. First up, Joshua Baldwin. You are a cell phone salesman and a knitting instructor. Yes, ma'am. Uh, and what is the knitting project, like the, the big thing you want to make? I want to knit a car cover. You want to knit... <laughs> a smart car, or are you going... RV. An RV? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Joshua. They get cold. <laughs> they do get cold. Your opponent is Alan Sloan. You told us you were in a small attorney firm that's less Nelson and Murdoch and more Saul Goodman. Well, I, <laughs> I don't know if I'd say that the practice is that way, okay. but we're on the second floor of a coffee shop here in Nashville. So, like, yeah, there's a little more Saul Goodman-ish feel to the office some days. I don't know if you're a dog person or a cat person, but uh, you are certainly a rabbit person. I am. How many rabbits do you have right now? Two. Okay. How many is the most you've had? Five. They're all of the standoffishness of a cat without the extra ability that they take care of themselves. <laughs> so what's so fun about owning them? I don't know. They're adorable. I mean, just... I really, they really are. I mean, every pet is just basically a poop machine that you're putting money into. You might as well have one you enjoy looking at, you know? <laughs> I don't know if it's a Nashville thing or just specific to you two guys, but there is a logic you have about the way you run your life that is very direct. Uh, I like it. It makes perfect sense. We're Uh, earnest people. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I mean, like, your choices make no sense, but you've made sense of them. It's whiskey. (laughs) Whiskey does it. Okay, Joshua and Alan, the first of you who wins two games will move on to our final round at the end of the show. And we're in Tennessee, so we're going to start off with a guessing game called You're the Only Ten I See. You're right. A cheesy pickup line. So in this game, the answer to every clue is actually more than ten or fewer than ten. 
And Ophira and I will alternate reading clues to you so you don't need to buzz in. The winner will be one step closer to the final round at the end of the show. Here we go. Okay, Joshua. More than 10 or fewer than 10, how many individual candies are there in a standard pack of Starburst? More than 10. That is correct. More than 10. Yes, there are 12. I didn't know they came in packs. I thought people just threw them at you individually at Halloween. I didn't know you could get them all together. Only if you don't like the kids. (laughs) Well, that explains a lot about my childhood. Thanks, Joshua. (laughs) Alan, how many bones are there in a standard human ear? Standard human ear. (laughs) Um, Not one of your fancier European ears. Not one of your artisanal ears. I'm going to go with less than 10. It's fewer than 10 bones. That's right. Only three. That's correct. Joshua, how many people have walked on the moon? Is it more than 10 or fewer than 10? Fewer than 10. I'm sorry. It is more than 10. Actually, it's a trick question. The answer is zero because it was faked. Um... (laughs) But we're going with the answer of 12, all-American, all-dudes. All-dudes. Audience not sure how to feel about that. Yep. Alan, how many seasons have there been of NCIS? I'm really sad to know this, but more than 10. That is correct. More than 10. 14, in fact. These are your last clues. Joshua, how many children did Marlon Brando have? More than 10. More than 10 is correct. The fact I have written is at least 11. She said archly. (laughs) I know. Some sources say 16, and by that I mean five other women. (laughs) (laughs) Alan, how many buildings in the world are taller than the Empire State Building? More than 10. Absolutely, more than 10. About 30. You're correct. Yeah. Let's go to our puzzler, Art Chung. Hi, Art. Hey, Ophira. How did our contestants do? They both did great, but Alan, congratulations. You're one step closer to moving on to the final round. So we have a special guest to help us with our next game. Please welcome NPR's music critic and correspondent and Nashville resident, Ann Powers. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Ask Me Another. Thank you so much. It's so exciting to have all y'all in this town. <laughs> We're, yeah, you've lived uh, and, and covered music, what, New York, Seattle, L.A.? Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Roll Tide. <laughs> Sorry, all you Barners, all you, all you others out there. Okay. Secret languages are being spoken. (laughs) So uh, now that you have been in Nashville for a little while covering the music scene here, what sticks out to you about it? Well, uh, Nashville is, I truly believe, the best music city in the country. 
historically and especially now. And what sticks out to me is that anywhere you go, you will meet an amazing musician. Look, we have an opera singer right here on stage yep. with us tonight. When we first moved here, I remember the, the guy who came to fix our dishwasher had played with George Jones. And that's, that is Nashville in a nutshell. Now, one of the things I think that is unique about you uh, and you covering music is that you are not beholden to one specific genre of music. So what, what's your playlist like? Well, someone once said I like sexy music, which I'm not going to say no. <laughs> I like good songs. I like anyone who really expresses amazing emotion with art and craft, that per perfect balance of art and craft, whether it's punk rock or prog rock even, or, or a great country song. I love it all. So if you were to, say, do a lot of house cleaning, what genre would you pick? Oh, wow. Well, I don't know. Maybe you have to break out the hip-hop for house cleaning, yep, you know? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Especially, okay. you know, southern rap. You can't really get better than that for, like, pushing you through that getting your kitchen floor clean. It's, it's motivating. Yeah. The beat and the rhythms and, the, and the, the wordplay inspires me to get that extra shine on the counter. Yeah, okay, good. Wordplay inspires shine on the counter. Mm -hmm. Okay, and meet our contestants, Joshua and Alan, and let's get to our next challenge. It's called Banding Together. Musicians often pay tribute to each other in their music, uh, but in this game, they've gone the extra mile. They have hidden the names of other musical acts right inside their own names. So if I say, George Clinton's psychedelic soul group wants you to know we are young, just like the pop band, you'd answer funkadelic and fun. Fun is in funkadelic. This is a hard game. It is a hard game. We're going to give you clues to both acts. You are going to buzz in and tell us the longer act's name and the shorter act hidden inside of it. Okay? Now, Alan, you won the last game, so if you win this, you're going to go straight to the final round. Joshua, you need to win this game or we are going to put you in hiding. Here we go. This solo artist was in a trio of brothers, but he left to pursue his own career. Don't get jealous. He was just following the advice of a rapper who told him, I can. <laughs> the blank stares. <laughs> Alan. Nick Jonas and Nas. Yeah! Killing it. No one knows if this 21st century hard rock band, fronted by Josh Ahm, Likes the 1970s band fronted by Freddie Mercury. Alan. Queens of the Stone Age and Queen. Yeah. I wonder who rocked whom. <laughs> <laughs> you are the champion. <laughs> this pop singer isn't just all about that bass. She's also about this San Francisco rock band that plays Hey Soul Sister. Alan. Megan Trainer and Train. That is correct. Yeah. All right, this is your last clue. You may see a bad moon rising when you realize these classic roots rockers welcomed this post-grunge powerhouse with arms wide open. And now I will demonstrate with arms wide open. Alan. Creedence Clearwater Revival and Creed. Yes, you got that one. 
Holziger or Chung? How did our contestants do? It was a tough game for Josh. Congratulations to Alan. You've won both games, and you're moving on to the final round. And Powers, thank you so much for helping us out with the game. Hey, everybody. Have Such a, round a pleasure. Applause. See you all out there in the clubs. Thank you. Coming up, we'll find out who will face off against Alan in our final round at the end of the show. And Martina McBride joins us to belt out some Tennessee pride. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and you're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR. Let's give old Tennessee credit for music As they play it up in Nashville every day Let's give old Tennessee credit for music Let's take a moment to thank and share a message from our sponsor, LearnVest. LearnVest is an online financial advice company focused on empowering people nationwide to make smart decisions with their money. If you want to know how aggressively to pay down your student loans, LearnVest can help with that. If you want to know how much you should put aside for saving, they can do that too. Or how much you should contribute to your retirement account. Yep, they're on it. They'll create a custom financial plan to answer those questions. Plus, they'll pair you with a financial planner to help you keep on track. To see a sample plan and get a $50 credit, go to learnvest.com slash another. This is Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. I'm Jonathan Colton, here with puzzle guru Art Chung. And now, from the War Memorial Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan. Before the break, our contestant Alan won his way into the final round at the end of the show, so we'll find out who he will be facing off against a little later. But first, it's time to welcome our special guest. She's a singer, songwriter, four-time winner of Country Music Awards, Female Vocalist of the Year, and her latest album is called Reckless. Please welcome Martina McBride. Thank you. Welcome to Ask Me Another. Thank you. It's good to be here. So I found out that you grew up on a dairy farm in Sharon, Kansas. True. And graduated from a high school, a class of nine students. Ten. Ten students. Yeah. I graduated in the top ten in my class. You were the number yeah. one? <laughs> no, in the top ten. There were only ten of us. So, yeah, so yeah. what was your rank? <laughs> right. Oh, I don't know. I never... We, we grew up together, you know. We, we had the same ten kids basically from... Um, kindergarten all the way through senior uh, class. So we were like brothers and sisters, you know. It was pretty great, actually, looking back on it. I thought that's how it was everywhere. I didn't know any right. difference, so. Do you keep, still keep in touch with those people? Yeah, some of them, yeah. Through mm-hmm. the advent of Facebook and what right, have you? exactly. Yeah. yeah. Do they ask you for free tickets to your shows? Sometimes. Yes, of course they do. <laughs> okay. I knew you back in the day. There was 10 of us. Yeah. So you had a lot of odd jobs in the beginning when you were making your way in the music scene, including selling T-shirts at Garth Brooks concerts. I did, yes. Uh, And then you finally caught his attention. How did you do that? Well, you know, I was out touring um, while I was trying to get a record deal. I was selling T-shirts for Garth, and my husband was Garth's production manager, and really that's why I was out there. We were newlyweds. We'd just moved to Nashville, and I didn't know anybody, and I was singing waiting tables, and... 
you know, I was lonely. I missed my husband because they were gone for weeks at a time. And so I said, is there a job I can do out there? Is there some kind of gig you can get me so I can travel with you? And so the t-shirt job opened up and that's, that's what I did. And then, um, Garth had heard from my husband, who was a very proud husband, <laughs> that, you know, that I was a singer trying to get a record deal. And so I got my record deal and, um, he actually, you know, asked me to sing a little bit of something a cappella that I was working on in the studio, and then, then he offered me his tour for the next year. So I was his opening act. So I went from t-shirt seller to opening act in, in a wow. few months' time. Yeah. Wow. Kind of crazy story. Now, all the songs in your new album, Reckless, are written by women. Pretty much, yeah. Was, was that by design? Did you go out looking for female songwriters in particular? You know, it really wasn't by design. It's just, you know, I, it makes sense that I would be drawn to a woman's point of view, you know. So um, it was about halfway through the record, I started looking at all the songs and the writers and, and sort of made that realization um, that, yeah, every song has a woman writer on them. And I don't know what the ratio is. Is there a lot of female uh, country music writers out there, or is the ratio of men to women... I don't know what the ratio is either, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I think you know, there are a lot of great female writers, especially here in this town. Yeah. yeah. Now, you have 14 gold records, nine platinum honors, three double platinum records, two triple platinum awards. Is that right? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> couple Sounds quick, good. Let's go so with that. A couple quick questions. Can you play a gold record? I don't know. I've never tried. <laughs> You've never tried? We should try it. Okay, on. where do you keep all of your awards and gold records? I have a room in the house that's kind of like, um, I don't know, it has some built-in shelves, and, and I put them in there, and, you know, I don't know. It's weird, because you don't know, you, you're proud of them. You know, you don't want to, like, stick them in a closet. Right. But at the same time, you don't want them to be, like, the main focus of a room. So, it's, so they're very, I think, tastefully displayed. <laughs> Now, you've said that you like to challenge your listeners, and I see that you do that in a couple of ways. And one that I find very interesting is the subject matter of your songs. In Independence Day, you address domestic violence. In Concrete Angel, you're addressing child abuse or alcoholism in cheap whiskey, uh, cancer, and I'm going to love you through it. Why pick particularly dark themes? I was going to say, as you were saying all that back, I was like, that sounds like a really sad catalog of songs. Um, you know, I don't know. It just comes down to instinct, you know? It just, when I hear a song that moves me mm-hmm. and is as powerful as those songs you mentioned, um, I just can't walk away from it. And, and I also feel, you know, instinctively that, that those kind of songs, there's going to be, there's somebody out there that needs to hear that song that is going to either lift them up or inspire them or make them feel not so alone, you know? So I imagine, like, uh, are you somewhat inspired to keep doing that just based on the fact that you get all this great feedback from specific individuals? You know, when you get feedback about one of your songs, it, it's just a testament to the power of music and how powerful music really is, you know? And I, I feel like I am so blessed to be the vehicle or whatever it is that that song gets to come through and kind of do what it's supposed to do in the world. Yeah. And the other way I think you challenge listeners is that you like to switch styles. You like to change it up. Uh, you released a couple years back Everlasting, which is classic soul and R&B tunes. Uh, you've said that you're a huge Linda Ronstadt fan. Mm-hmm. Would you ever consider doing like an all rock cover <laughs> album? Yeah, or absolutely. Yeah? 
I love singing all kinds of music. You know, I grew up singing mostly country music because that's what my dad, he had a, a, a band as a hobby and played country music. But there were other kinds of music in our house too, you know. And um, as I got older and sort of, sort of started listening to more of my, my older brother's music and my sis, older sister's music and, and discovering pop radio, um, and I, I'm a kid of the 80s, so, you know. I could do an 80s rock cover yeah. album. That would be a lot of fun. All right, Martina McBride, would you like to help us out with an Ask Me Another Challenge? Yes. All right. Martina McBride, everybody. All right, let's meet our next two contestants. First up, Charlotte Underwood. You are a middle school science teacher. So what are some tricks you use to make middle school children interested in science? I like to dress up as scientists. When am I implying this? <laughs> okay, so who do you dress up as? My favorite is Gregor Mendel, because you get to dress up as a monk and wear the robe <laughs> and have the, the candles going and you sort your peas. and The kids love it. <laughs> they love it. Of course they do. They do. Uh, it's a big hit. <laughs> I might just find myself enrolling back in middle school. Just, I might learn something. It's a good time. So you just walk in in the costume and they're no, like, No, oh I God. actually set it up you know, before they get into the class, and then I have a fellow uh, teacher who kind of keeps the kids, you know, off for, like, a few minutes. And yeah. then I text her and say, like, send them in, because it has to be dark, because there was no electricity then. Well, that's correct. So there's candles, I have monks chanting, and I'm sorting peas. It's very peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> I feel okay for those kids. I feel like those kids are, they might become future scientists. Actually, they have. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. worked. Yeah. <laughs> Your opponent is Lisa Logic. You are a microbiology graduate student studying staph infections. I am indeed, yeah. Mm. All right, staph infections, that's a big deal. How do I avoid getting one? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, mostly it's about you know hygiene, making sure you wash your hands a lot after you touch things. Yeah. Um, and then uh, most people don't know this, but um, a lot of people, like about a third of the population has the bacteria that causes staph infections in your nose. So don't pick your nose. <laughs> well, so if I know someone that has had a staph infection... Don't pick their nose. Don't pick their nose. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Science! Remember, Charlotte and Lisa, the first of you who wins two of our games will move on to our final round at the end of the show. Let's go to your first game. Charlotte, I'm going to say a word, and you are just going to tell me the first thing that comes into your head, okay? Free association. Ready? Great. Tennessee. Williams. <laughs> All right, Lisa, I'm going to say a different word, okay. and you're going to tell me the first thing that comes into your head. Mm -hmm. Tennessee. Titans. Titans. <laughs> Well done. Okay, your first game is a music parody game called Tennessee Girls. Jonathan Colton, take it away. Thank you, Afira. For some reason, Martina McBride let us rewrite her song. <laughs> her song, Happy Girl, to be about famous women who were born in Tennessee. Yes, I will play the guitar, Martina will sing, and you will buzz in and guess what famous women Martina is singing about. The winner will be one step closer to the final round at the end of the show. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Sure. Okay, here we go. 
she used to sing in a gospel show then she switched to pop and her fame did grow she's the queen better come correct when it comes to soul she deserves respect charlotte aretha franklin yeah you got it If you're James Conn, you better run, you see. She had a sledgehammer and misery. Lisa? Kathy Bates? Kathy Bates is correct. <laughs> Little known fact, the novel, if you've read it, was even more gruesome, and the actors changed it to just being smashing Paul with a sledgehammer. They toned it down. You know. They toned it down. Yeah. To make... I don't think I knew that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just to make it more believable. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, saw her grow as a teenage girl on a sitcom show. Then she helped love both by Decepticons, helped the Turtle Clan spoil Shredder's plan. Lisa. Megan Fox? Yeah, that's right. First of all, I have to say that is the most uh, academic clue ever written about Megan Fox. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably true. Second, Martina McBride, there is something truly lovely about hearing you sing the word Decepticons. Like, Never those things should meet until I've never now. I've that word before. <laughs> yeah, sure. Maybe you should be writing songs about Transformers yeah. and Decepticons. I'll see if I can work it in the next yeah. single. They're pretty popular. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but you I've know. never sang Shredder either. <laughs> All kinds of new stuff tonight. <laughs> All right, here we go. college basketball she had few peers she coached the lady vols to victory cheers <laughs> lisa pat summit that's correct <laughs> you got a little you got a little cheer just for saying lady vols Woo! all right this is your last clue Did you know that this country girl came from Little Doe? She worked nine to five, got her own theme park. She's a writer, too. She'll always love you. Charlotte. Dolly Parton. Oh, yeah, Dolly Parton. Ophira, how did our contestants do? Oh, it was close, but Lisa, you are one step closer to moving on to our final round. We are so honored uh, to have you both sing on our stage and do this game with us. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. Martina McBride's latest album is called Reckless, and she'll be back later in the show. Give it up one more time for Martina McBride.
All right, Charlotte, Lisa, we've got a trivia game for you called Just Sayin'. So obviously, you know, there are some expressions that we use all the time that don't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, for example, Jonathan Colton, what does it really mean to pull out all the stops? Well, I'll tell you. That is actually a reference to pipe organs. Stops are the things that you pull out. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. No, they're the things you, you can move in and out, and it controls the flow of air through the organ's pipes. So when you pull out all the stops... You're opening up all the pipes to maximum volume. That's what that means. I'm pretty smart. Yeah, that's... Also, it's written on a piece of paper in front of me. So. <laughs> so in this game, Jonathan and I will give you the supposed origin story of a commonly used phrase, and all you have to do is tell us what the phrase is. Uh, Lisa, you won the last game, so if you win this, you're going to the final round. And Charlotte, you need to win this, or we're going to give you the cold shoulder, which is actually a reference to the practice of serving cold meat to unwanted guests. I'm used to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to be an unwanted guest. I love cold meat. Who doesn't love cold meat? Here we go. This phrase describes a crazy person, and you may think of Johnny Depp from Alice in Wonderland, but it predates that story. Some say it's a reference to mercury poisoning that affected people who make headwear. Lisa. Mad as a hatter? You got it. That's been updated to mad as someone who eats a lot of canned tuna fish. This two-word phrase was said in each of the Clue movie's multiple endings. Before that, it showed up in an 1807 story about a boy who used a stinky fish to distract dogs that were chasing a rabbit. Lisa. Red herring? Red herring is correct. When you abruptly quit a bad habit, like smoking or stalking your ex on Facebook. You might say you're doing it this way, and it may refer to the clammy look of your skin, which is like chilled poultry skin. Charlotte. Cold turkey. Oh, yeah, cold turkey. You might use this phrase to describe a wild night out. One English town claims it memorializes a marquis's drunken night in 1837 when he defaced buildings with crimson pigment. Lisa. Painting the town red. Exactly. That is right. This is your last clue. This type of vacation may get its name from the 5th century ritual of drinking mead during your marriage's first lunar cycle. Lisa. The honeymoon. The honeymoon. You got it. Mm. Archung, how did our contestants do? They did great. Congratulations to Lisa. You won both rounds, so you're moving on to the final round at the end of the show. It's settled. Our finalists are Alan and Lisa. They'll face off in our final round at the end of the show. And if you think you'd be as happy as a clam here on stage with us, don't bark up the wrong tree or wait till the cows come home. Make a beeline for amatickets.org. Fill out a contestant quiz, jump on our bandwagon, and break a leg. Coming up, the star of the TV series Nashville, Connie Britton, and her iconic hair will join us and she'll play the mother of all trivia games. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and you're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR.
Before we get back to the show, here in the U.S., Sunday, October 9th, is the second presidential debate. And the next morning, the NPR Politics Podcast is inviting you to skip the cable news hangover and get caught up with them. They'll have new podcast episodes the morning after every debate, so you will know what happened and what it means by the time you get to work or class. Whatever your morning routine, make the NPR Politics Podcast a part of it the morning of October 10th after the next presidential debate. Subscribe or listen on the NPR One app. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton, here with puzzle guru Art Chung. Now, from the War Memorial Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan. Soon we'll find out which of our contestants, Alan or Lisa, will be today's big winner. But first, it's time to welcome our next special guest. You know her as the alpha mom, Tammy Taylor, from Friday Night Lights. And as country music star, Rada James, on Nashville. Season 5 premieres in January on CMT. It's Connie Britton. Isn't it cool? NPR in Nashville. Yeah, we think it's really cool. I think it's awesome. Now, because you play such incredibly strong women on television who are, the characters happen to be moms, do you have fans and potentially even strangers ask you to be their mom or go, <laughs> I wish you were my mom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are some uncomfortable moments. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think really for everybody involved. <laughs> Because I think the person asking doesn't feel great about it either. Right. You know, but I don't feel great about it. Uh, yeah. And then I try to mother them in that moment. And then everybody says, you know what? Let's just go to We're therapy yeah. and then be done with it. <laughs> so um, obviously you got to play one of my favorite roles of all time, Tammy Taylor on Friday Night Lights. Super strong woman who kind of is effortlessly wise and swoops in and can address and solve all of these different men's problems. <laughs> Only on TV, right? Only on TV. <laughs> I know that you held that role very close and dear to your yes. heart. Has it kind of ruined future acting jobs for you because it has you have such a, a high thing to compare against? Well, no, because I have been very fortunate with the future acting jobs that I've been able to do. But I do feel like it created a really wonderful baseline and standard, and I've been really, really lucky since. Well, you know, and then we go to you on Nashville, and when Nashville first started, your character was talked about in some interviews as an aging country music star. Yeah. And you weren't into that. Yeah, that kind of pissed me off. But you actually changed your character's path. Yeah. How did you do that? Well, first of all, I never saw her as an aging star. And, you know, I, I sort of talked to anybody who would listen, and I said, guys, this isn't a, the story that we're telling. And Callie Corey, who created the show, I don't think that was really her intention either. And, and so, But it's interesting, you know, I think sometimes TV... It tries to whittle things down to something that feels very um, basic and sort of approachable and understandable. And I don't think that gives the audience credit. My experience over 40 has been the best of my life and the best of my career. And all the women I know who are my age are just 
the coolest and the sexiest and the most wonderful, right? I mean, for real. Now, also, in 2014, you were named a United Nations Development Program Goodwill Ambassador. Right. Yeah, all right. I like, I like to spread the goodwill. That is, uh... <laughs> so what does that mean, exactly? Well, what that means is that I work with the UN, and specifically with the UNDP, which is the UN Development Program, uh-huh. and um, the focus is uh, on trying to eradicate poverty around the world, and my focus in particular is on um, gender equality. Women right now are such an underutilized resource in the world. And if we really allowed women to to work and earn money for working and didn't keep girls out of school around the world, just think what the workforce would be and what the, what the level of intellect and the level of quality of, of education and everything else would sure. be. So, yeah, yeah, we need to take over. Simple yeah. as that. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> All right, Connie, I know this won't be that hard for you because you've taken on so many challenges, but are you ready for an Ask Me Another challenge? Um, oh, yeah, I'm a little scared. Oh, yeah, no, it's going to be great. It's okay, going to be great. Connie Britton, everybody. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. So, Connie, you've played moms on Nashville, Friday Night Lights, and American Horror Story. That's right. So we are going to quiz you about other memorable TV moms. Okay. Okay. I'm with you. So Jonathan and I are going to read you a Mother's Day card written to a fictional TV mom. And you just have to figure out who the TV mom is, or at the very least, the television show we're talking about. Okay. Easy enough, right? I'm with you. I'm with you. Let's, Let's give it a shot. Okay. Here's your first one. Taking care of six kids is a big job, but you're the best mom ever, even though you're three squares away from me in the opening credits. <laughs> Love, Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Brady. Yeah, that's right. Oh, wait, wait, what was her first name, though? Let me think for a second. It's Jan, Cindy, and Marsha, and Mrs. Brady's name was Carol! <laughs> Thank you, friend. <laughs> I'm calling a friend. (laughs) Hi, Mom. And I've always wanted to say that to you, Connie Britton. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Didn't realize it until just now, but I realized it. (laughs) Hi, Mom. I love you more than I love breakfast, which is a lot. I love you even though you didn't tell me that Dad was a meth dealer. Love, Walter Jr. Um, I'm embarrassed to say that I have never actually watched this series, but I still know that it's from Breaking Bad. It is. That's correct. And her name is Friend. What? (laughs) Skylar White. Yeah, Yeah, Skylar White. Like I said, like I said, guys, (laughs) Skylar White. Skylar White. She said it. I got that-ish. I love that she was sort of the villain on the show, even though the father was a meth dealer. Yeah. Uh, Right. She was so uptight about it, though, (laughs) you know? That's so genius. Come on! (laughs) Here's your next one. FYI, I think it's lame that Dan Quayle said, you're mocking the importance of fathers by being a single mom. Love, Avery. Um, I'm pretty sure that's a series I never watched. Okay, let me... Wait, oh no, wait, 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 
I know what it is. It's um, she was so amazing. Yeah. Um, Candace. Candace Bergen played her, and her name is Murphy Brown. Murphy Brown is correct. <laughs> Dear mother, we hate you. Love Wednesday and Pugsley. Wait, Wednesday and who? Pugsley. If I don't know the Wednesday... Oh, Pugsley! (laughs) It's Morticia! It is Morticia Adams, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so glad that I figured out that you didn't say parsley. Yeah, I didn't say parsley. I love, was confusing the parsley. I okay. love that you figured it out by giving him a hard time. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. All right, this is your last clue. Dear Mom, I hope you enjoy this box of chocolates, and I also hope it doesn't give you traumatic flashbacks to the day you worked on that chocolate conveyor belt. Oh. Love, little Lucy. Ricky. Yes. Love, Lucy. Connie, as far as I can tell, you got them all correct. I think so. Yeah, 100%. So. 100%. As, as I recall, I think I got them all correct. So, it's astounding, and I didn't even need any help. I know. <laughs> all on your own. And you've won an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. I know. Can you believe it? I'm so excited. Oh. My son is going to love that. Oh, Nice. Connie Britton stars as Raina James on Nashville. Earlier seasons of Nashville can be found on Hulu, but season five premieres in January on CMT. Give it up for Connie Britton. Please welcome back to the stage Martina McBride, accompanied by guitarist Greg Forsman. We're going to do a song for all the girls out there tonight. This is for all you girls about 13 High school can be so rough, can be so mean Hold on to, on to your innocence Stand your ground when everybody's giving in That's one's for the good This is for all you girls about 25 In the little apartments Just trying to get back Living on, on dreams and spaghetti Wondering where your life is gonna go Verse. 
This is for all you girls about 42. Tossing pennies into the fountain of you. Every laugh, laugh, laugh on your face made you who you are today. This one's for the girls who've ever had a broken heart, who've wished upon a shooting star. Everyone give it up one more time for Martina McBride. Now it's time to crown our big winner. Let's bring back our finalists, Alan, the mayor of a rabbit burrow, and Lisa, the scientist who says you shouldn't pick your nose. Puzzler Archung, take it away. Lisa and Alan, your final round is called Double Double. In this game, every answer will contain multiple sets of double letters, just like the state you're in, Tennessee. We're going to play this round like a penalty shootout. You'll each get up to eight questions. The contestant who scores the most points will be our big winner. Your prize is an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube, autographed vinyl and CD copies of Martina McBride's album Reckless, and a t-shirt of Nashville, the city, signed by Connie Britton. We flipped a coin backstage, and Lisa is going first. Remember, every answer has at least two sets of double letters in them. Here we go. Lisa, it's a coffee drink made with espresso and hot milk. Three seconds. Macchiato? I don't know. No, I'm sorry. That only has one set. That We were looking for cappuccino. Alan, it's what people in many other countries call soccer. Football. That's right. Lisa, it's a machine used to process tree branches, or Steve Buscemi, into smaller bits. Wood chipper? That's right. Alan, it's the full name of the happy singer who wore a giant hat. Pharrell Williams? That's right. Lisa, she's the Canadian-born artist behind the album Jagged Little Pill. Alanis Morissette? That's right. Alan, it's a type of pirate, or the answer to the joke... How much did the pirate pay for his earrings? A buccaneer. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Donut, you don't have to applaud that, for God's sake. <laughs> Lisa, it's a manufacturer of razors and razor blades. Gillette. That's right. Alan, this food company makes frosted flakes. Kellogg's. You got it. We are at the halfway point. Alan is in the lead, four to three. Lisa, this long U.S. river starts in Minnesota and ends at the Gulf of Mexico. The Mississippi. You got it. 
Alan, it's the state capital of Florida. Tallahassee. That's right. Lisa, it's the singer who recorded the album Cheek to Cheek with Lady Gaga. Tony Bennett. Right. Alan, a 1997 hit song by The Verve, Blank Symphony. Three seconds. Switchblade? No, I'm sorry. Lisa was nodding her head. Do you know the answer? No point. Bittersweet. Bittersweet was what we were looking for. Back to Lisa. A double reed woodwind instrument. Bassoon? That's right. Alan, a hard confection used as the base of heath and score bars. Toffee. That's right. The score is tied. You each have one question left. Lisa, this state is nicknamed the Bay State. Massachusetts? You got it. Alan, you must answer this question correctly to stay in the game and force a tiebreaker. Alan, this rock band is known for the album Rumors. Fleetwood Mac. That's right. We're going to a tiebreaker, a type of body art made by placing ink under the skin. Alan. A tattoo. That is correct. What a close game. Congratulations, Alan. Enjoy your prize. That's our show. Thank you so much for playing for bonus games and stuff that's too hot for radio. Look us up on Facebook and Twitter and subscribe to our podcast. Come see us live or be a contestant. Just go to amatickets.org. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Art Chung. Hey, my name anagrams to Narc Thug. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Thou jolt a cannon. Our puzzles were written by Eric Feinstein, Adam Markowitz, Romel Wood, and senior writers Greg Lightman and Karen Lurie. Ask Me Another is produced by Mike Katzip, Travis Larchuk, Julia Melfi, and Denny Shin, along with Anya Grunman. We are recorded by Rick Kwan and Valtone Recordings. Ask Me Another was created by Eric Newsom and Jesse Baker. We'd like to thank the War Memorial Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee. Worm Luau Maritime Radio. And our friends at WPLN. NLPW. And our production partner, WNYC. WCNY. I'm her right begonias. Ophira Ivensenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Next time on Ask Me Another, four contestants battle it out for our coveted Rubik's Cube prize. And we're joined by Javier Munoz, who's taken over the titular role in the Broadway musical Hamilton. Then David Harbour from the Netflix series Stranger Things plays Dungeons & Dragons AMA style. So join me, Ophira Eisenberg, for NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia.